Did you have they really can't. It's up to you. They can, they can have power of you. If they, if they leave you alone and let you stand on your own, if they keep helping you, you probably may not ever stop drinking. Mm. They want to save you and they kill you. But my ex-wife said one time, you know, you're finished, man. I'm fin I'm leaving and I'm getting out of here. I didn't know what to do. Mm. I was all by myself in my little dungeon. Mm. And I said, oh my God. Um, mm. Well, maybe I'll go to a hospital. So I went to a hospital. Mm. Only because I, you know, I didn't want to stand by myself. Mm. And is that how you dried up? Yeah, dried up at a hospital and never drank since. Wow. Um, and I don't want to. Today, yeah, Did you have any kind of like spiritual experience that went along with not drinking? I mean, I, I know the AA has the 12-step program where you're supposed to to put all your faith in a higher power. Mm. I mean, did you have any sort of spiritual awakening um, connected to, you know, stopping drinking? Like, did, did like faith help you to dry up? Well, I think faith helps you do all kinds of things, you know, that's probably mm -hmm. why we're alive. Mm. It's because of a little faith someplace. I mean, so many people want to kill themselves today, yet they don't. Why? Because something inside mm -hmm. says, don't do that. I believe that. Mm. I do, too. Mm -hmm. um, how did Tom Petty come to produce Drop Down and Get Me? Guy over it. Keep forgetting his name. Guy, it's been so long. A guy over at MCA Records called up. My manager, Dan, there, and said, Tom Petty ought to produce Del Shannon. Be a great combination. So you'd never met him then? I know. Uh, so I said, well, that that might be groovy. Uh, I'm thinking about going to Nashville. Dan and I were going to Nashville, always heading for Nashville. Every time I head for Nashville, I either meet up with Jeff Leonard or Tom Petty. <laughs> I don't know how it happens. I really <laughs> don't. I'll tell you why. Because that was then in 78, I think, or not. And I was sober. And I was feeling good. And I was going to Nashville. Dan and I were going to go down and see Kenny Rogers' producer. <laughs> and we were going to go... I've always been... I grew up with country music and I always wanted to be a country singer. I don't today. I think uh, probably I'll never, even though I sing country music and write it, I don't really have that desire I used to. Mm -hmm. But I've been in Nashville and I see what's going on. I'm successful in my own era now. I, I don't want to bother with it. Mm -hmm. I really never said that to anyone, but I'm saying it to you now. I just. I, I'm not saying I never would because too many people say they never would and they do it. Mm -hmm. But I really don't have that great desire anymore well, to, to sing country. I, the I, thing I, I got with yeah. Petty was Dan called me and I said, well, yeah, I love their guitars. Because mm. I was, all of a sudden, you know, guitars weren't too hip then. You know, right. they weren't. They Synthesizers was, were hip. Yeah, it was starting to come in. Petty was rocking, you know, and I said, shit, God, it's great to hear guitars again. And so I, I got with Tom and I said, I was thinking of going to Nashville, and he says, oh, you're a rocker, Dell. Hell, you're a rocker, man. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, he says, you can sing country music when you're 70 years old. You can sing that. <laughs> right, you're a right. rocker, man. And I said, well, <laughs> let's do it. You know, so I had the Heartbreakers and Tom, we did that album. And then he had his little thing there with MCA, and then he got that straight nine months later, and it took two years. Mm. And the biggest mistake I ever made with Tom Petty can't, still can't believe it. I never, I never asked him if he had any songs. He's just amazing. I was a great writer he is. <laughs> and I guess he probably assumed that since you didn't ask him that you weren't going to That I was cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Stupid. What was it like to find yourself back in the top 40 again with Sea of Love? Oh, it was great, man. I mean, I was... I had a great band. 
great Hollywood little bunch of babies, but they were good pickers. And you got to play the bottom line in New York? Bottom line, we toured uh, for 30 days. Yeah, a friend of mine uh, saw that show at the bottom line, and he said it was one of the best shows he's ever seen. Really? It, it was great. You know, uh, we toured all the way from Frisco all the way over, but the band, you know, uh, bands drive me nuts. You know, I love bands, but they, they're bands musicians, and they, they get bugs in their room, and they complain, <laughs> and they don't want to go over the mountain because it's too much snow. And, well, that's where you get country artists. Now, you see, you get a country band, they don't give a shit. Right. They don't give a but shit. But the problem is they drink. Drink? That's why they don't know if it's snowing or raining. They don't know. <laughs> they just go, man. But this band I had, like the vegetarians, one of them was, and one of them didn't like cold weather and all. It was just <laughs> awful. But they were great pickers, so that makes up for it. They're right. a great band. Um, Howie was in it for a while. That's when Petty got my bass player. He heard uh, Howie Epstein. Howie Epstein. Howie's been one of the heartbreakers for years now since I had uh, my band, Petty Heard Him Play, because Petty came up on and played with us a few times and nailed him. Now, up until your most recent release in Australia, I think your, your last record before that was Cheap Love, right? I wish I just redid. Oh, really? I, I, I haven't heard that yet. I have to buy that Demon album. Oh, no, you won't hear it. It's not even out. I have it here. No, page. I mean, I have to hear the original version. Oh, the original. I haven't heard, mm -hmm. heard that yet? Um, because I only have the American pressing of Drop Down and Get Me, and it's the British one that it's has British, yeah. cheap love on it. But we just redid it with Mike Campbell. Um, is is that going to be coming out soon? Any RCA loves it. I don't know where we're going with it yet. Um, so, um, did you do any recording between eighty, like eighty three, when Cheap Love was released, and the Cheap Love, and that was it. So, what did you do like for the past like five years? Just a lot of touring. Mm-hmm. And get my life together. Mm. My ex-wife left me, and that was devastating. And now I'm glad she left because uh, sometimes you, you're blind at what's going on. Right. And the other partner sees this ain't making it, and yet you think it is because you're locked into it. It's uh, called uh, you don't miss the ex-wife, you miss the structure, right. the comfort zone. Right. It really destroyed me nearly. It nearly destroyed me. I nearly went to the nut house. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to drink, but it nearly drove me to the nut house. But uh, I got through that, and now. I think I'm on a spark of writing now, whether it's successful or not. Doesn't matter. I'm mm -hmm. even now. I have it in much more control than I, when I was a kid writing. Mm -hmm. and I don't get frustrated. I know when I can say, "That's it. Lay that song down and forget it." Plus, you must have so many songs in the can that you're, it's not like you're really hard up for material. 